0: Get in the know. Nonstop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com.
2: Is there a chip on your shoulder this
1: year with you Huge. guys drafting?
2: In it? Huge. Explain why. I mean, it's not no. It's not just the draft. I mean, it's just it's the NFL. Like you know, they always looking to to replace you. They always you know it's it's a, to me it's about respect, man. Uh, you know, I want I want to earn my respect. It's not about the draft. It's not about anything. Um, you know, I'm, I was a fifth round pick. I was a two star recruit. Um, I came from the MAC. Like you know, if they draft somebody, didn't draft somebody. You know, what I'm saying I'm trying to prove it to myself though. You know, not to everybody else. You know, I want to prove myself right. You know, I don't care about any doubters or haters like that.
0: KJ Osborne, some, maybe some dissension. Sounds like he's got chip, a chip on, the on shoulder. His shoulder, yeah. I like the
1: chip on the shoulder. Chip on shoulder is good I for players. I sense a
0: little tension between him and Jordan Addison. Well, maybe I would report. Judge, to tell you on there, and
1: I'd love to tell you, but I don't know because <laughs> Jordan's not talking to me. blew blew off Judd at OTAs. This is Purple Daily, Daily
0: Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, our executive producer, Declan Goff. We appreciate you guys making this one of the most popular football podcasts in America, according to the Apple charts over the past 18 months. So thank you for that. The show is presented by our friends at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love at TCL.com. Inspire greatness with TCL.com. All right, boys, we saw this question. We'll have a random Viking of the week here. I have one for you guys today. Should be fun. But we saw our uh, our old friend Sam Munson from Pro Football Focus. So Sam actually used to write preview articles for the old 1500ESPN.com, was a regular guest on the Mackey and Judd radio show back in the day. So we, we know Sam going back like 13, 12, 13 years here. He's, he's been a friend of the show. Uh, so Sam Munson from PFF put out, I think it was him. I, I He was the one that I saw like really riling people up, I guess, on Twitter the other day. If you could take one player from your team's history, so that version, like the prime version of Dan Marino, if you're the Dolphins, right? One player from your team's history and add them at their peak to this year's team, who would you add? And and we can get there's a couple of tentacles to this because Sam's answer I believe was Dante Culpepper, which did okay. not sit well with the cousins Crusaders okay. at all whatsoever.
1: <laughs> so Sam was obviously because he's a smart guy playing off of. The weekend Battle Royale that took place on Twitter. And actually No, I think all... he started it. He started no, the he, Battle he, Royale. He dude. started it. Oh, he started was the one one saw, it? Because I saw because I saw something before that I thought. But anyway, no, Sam Army was cousins, that that all
0: of that came from Sam. Paul
1: Pepper. Yeah. Well, that was a genius play. Congratulations, <laughs> Sam. I think that's the first cousins just knockdown drag out brawl I've seen that had nothing to do with us. Like ordinarily, we're involved, and in, in that one, it was totally separate, and it it turned nasty. It's just a
0: traveling mob going it around the internet. It
1: turned nasty. A lot of fighting going on. <laughs> but that's so tough.
0: I do think we should do the Culpepper Kirk Cousins discussion later on in the episode, uh, unless you want to, unless you guys want to choose Dante, which I'll leave it up to you. But let's no. do that like that comparison later in the episode.
1: And I won't we'll be doing that. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean,
1: it's an, it's an interesting, it's interesting. Well, there's two it's conversations. There's two conversations. There's actually like three conversations
0: there. I, I counted four. There's four, I'm gonna conver- tease, there's four I'm conversations. I'm going to tease.
1: I've got a point about that entire conversation that depresses me to no end.
0: And I've got a follow-up to that point about but that I conversation. Well, who's, adult, who's, sponsors,
1: to... who's sponsoring all, all of this? Who are the sponsors?
0: So on the, the actual question of which former Viking would you add – I'll just set it up and then I'll throw it to you guys. There, there's some interesting needs across the roster. Cause you could say, boy, all of your cornerbacks are 25 and younger. It'd be really nice to have a veteran cornerback of some kind, right? It'd be sure. interior defensive lineman. You got, you know, Harrison Phillips is pretty good. You lost Alvin Tomlinson, but what if you added like a real dude in the middle of your like Johnny defensive Randall, line, Alan Page, oh.
1: 1971
0: NFL MVP. Even like a a space eater like Pat Williams in this three oh, yeah. four defense, yeah. he's your he'd be your Vince Wilfork and Ball. that Belichick. Oh, Jerry Ball in the he's late nineties. Right into... Big guy. Oh my god. You know, uh, is there a better quarterback than Kirk? You know, is there? Could you add an absurd wide receiver to an already good core? There's some running backs that are interesting in franchise history. I would say uh, interior offensive line is something you could explore here. So, John, I'll throw it to you. What and feel free to give us. A short list, if you want, but which former Viking would you
1: add historically? I'm, I'm just so intrigued because there's so many names. Like Page, Page was so good, and and with the speed that we're going to see from that Brian Flores line, because Page was not a huge man or Randall. Let's uh, assume Bre- though that like if you played in the 70s, you would you would be the requisite size
0: needed, right? Like yeah. in the 70s, he was no. the right size.
1: But what I, but what I'm saying is in what Flores is going to do he'd be the right size now cuz the right. speed the speed okay. would be so important. Um 2009 Brett Favre intrigues me. I, I mean 2009 Brett Favre was an MVP candidate. But you know what? There are a lot of names out there that would be fun, but I'm going to just I'm going to give you one to plug into t- this roster cuz I think offensively you would become unstoppable. And that is I'm going to pick Randy Moss. Wow. I'm going to pick Randy Moss in his prime. Justin Jefferson and Moss, good luck. Don't even show up. Like, just stay home. If I'm a cornerback, I'm like, I'm not going to show up for that game. Um, You would be
0: pretty screwed, yeah. um,
1: I actually have faith that in that scenario, especially since Moss would be in his face, I actually think Kirk would be fine probably. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm I'm not going going to say, well, but Kirk would struggle. No, I think Kirk would be absolutely brilliant, probably. But Randy Moss, if you put him with Jefferson and both are, are in, in their prime, which, which Jefferson is right now, but I'm talking like a 90, 98 rookie, 99 Moss, that that era of Randy, I don't think you can go wrong, and I think you would score a bajillion points. God,
0: so you would have, you'd have one of the three greatest receivers of all time with – the current great receiver in the NFL. Yep. And then your number three and number four receivers would be just a rock-solid, bona fide veteran K.J. Osborne. And then you'd have Jordan Addison as maybe the best route-running college receiver coming in and whatever whatever he
1: would bring to the table, a guy that some people say could be a number one wide receiver. I'm not saying that I want my defense to be bad, but I think at that point in time, you literally dare teams to outscore you.
0: Yeah, go score. That's actually...
1: one of the biggest things that, that drives me nuts about the
0: kirk cousin's era and some of it i think is kirk's mentality which is documented there's a conversation that was floating around a year ago on social media where he's talking to kevin o'connell in washington when o'connell was his position coach yeah. and he's saying like you know i just uh sometimes it's tough when you're up by 14 no. points or 7 points you know no, you don't want to do something stupid this would be a case where just go score 42 points Go put the ball up, go throw for 350 yards every game, and don't worry about what the score looks like. Just throttle down, which was the 1998 Vikings for the most part. I mean, Randall Cunningham at that stage in his career was no longer the quarterback he was in the early 90s with Philadelphia, but having those receivers and having that offensive system just made him the best quarterback in the NFL. So Kirk Cousins would probably reap the same benefits. Instead of being like, is he like the 10th best, the 12th best, Kirk Cousins would throw for 5,000 yards, He'd throw for 40 touchdowns, and he would be in the MVP mix.
1: If I had Moss on, on this team in this scenario, and I was Kevin O'Connell, I would literally walk in the first day of training camp and, and, and show and show the team pedals on a car, and then I would Photoshop the breakout, and I would say, gentlemen, <laughs> this is going to be all gas, so hang on to your hats. All we gas, are not no going to have, Rami brakes. We are not going to have a break. We are going to be going around corners at 65, 70 miles per hour. So given where the Vikings are now, prime Randy Moss for me.
0: Okay. And it's funny because like, the current biggest problem on the offense before the draft was there's no one to take advantage of two or three players covering Justin Jefferson, no one to take the top off the defense. They only had a small handful of chunk offensive passing plays that didn't involve Justin Jefferson. Randy Moss is the greatest of all time. At that. So, all right, we're we're going to do this in kind of draft form. Randy Moss is now off the board for Declan.
2: Okay. I'm going to go with a non-sexy, non-skill position player, but I think it's the last thing the offense needs to kind of plug things up. So with the number two pick, if you will, in uh, this draft, I guess, (laughs) it's back. Yes. I'm going to take Steve Hutchinson. I'm going to plug in Hutch on this offensive line. To okay, make it this. more whole. Uh, look, Garrett Bradbury took a step forward next year, or last year. And if that's the new Garrett Bradbury, who still isn't certainly an all-pro or a Pro Bowl-type center, but a capable center who won't shipwreck you, like he basically was for the first three seasons in the NFL. If I'm getting that player of Garrett Bradbury, combined with two elite tackles in Christian Derrissaw and Brian O'Neal, and now I'm plugging in an all-pro, one of the best guards to ever play the game, Kirk has all the time in the world essentially here. So I'm actually going to plug in the offensive line, and I'm going to take Steve Hutchinson to be the last piece in this offense because I think as constructed right now, that's the only spot that is very vulnerable.
0: I love it. And with Moss off the board here too, it makes even more sense to just fix something that you've been unable to fix for 10 years it seems like by putting in one of the greatest modern NFL guards, the poison pill man himself. I love it, man. So he was a left guard, right, Judd? So he he would slide in there, and then you would either, I don't know, Ezra Cleveland would go into a battle for the right guard or whatever. You'd figure it out. Uh But it would be, I think, the the number one gripe that if you're Kirk Cousins or a Cousins Crusader or whatever that historically you would have with this Vikings team is he's a non-mobile quarterback, a pocket-passing quarterback who always has to worry about interior pressure. And Steve Hutchinson... Wouldn't completely eradicate that problem because there's other interior offensive line, but I love it, man. It would be a huge help to to Kirk on the blind side too. So you'd have you'd have Darissa. would there be a better left side of the offensive line in the NFL than prime Steve Hutchinson and Christian Darisaw?
1: Probably not. Oh, Probably amazing. not. Again, it's just a point scoring festival. Well, the defense gave up thirty-five, but we scored fifty two. You think that would happen with Hutchinson if if you added Hutchinson and and Moss? Like let's
0: let's Whoa. just say let's just say that we're adding all these
1: guys. I want to add them all.
0: That's yeah, not one I want player. Everyone on my team. Is that what you think let's... we're doing here? Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna draft a whole new team, team. <laughs> by the end of this exercise. We're Corey gonna Stringer's have... playing right guard now.
2: Like it's just, <laughs> oh, no, no don't say
1: that. That's sad. That makes me sad.
0: He was very good. Um, uh, but no, this is not like, you don't get both. I, so <laughs> how, how do you feel about this? You don't get Moss, but you do have yeah, Steve I, Hutchinson. I was Judge. just
1: envisioning it with all this high power. Um, you seem
0: deflated now. Yeah, I like, is, oh, oh, God, oh, get no,
1: no, I like it. Hutch was great. Hutch is fantastic. Well, and now your your uh, um, passing game, pass protection improves. So does your run game. Mm. I, I mean, it's, it, the guy is a hall of fame guard and, and, in my opinion, he was he's really the first guard who sort of got his due. And guards get paid now. Pre-Hutch, guards didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. Guards were slappies. Just plugged in there. Um the Vikings, to Childress's credit, you know what? Brad Childress said we need to be dominant on the line, and that does not mean just being good at the tackle. So it's a very strong pick by Declan.
0: Yeah. All right. And that brings us to to old Macadac here with the third the third pick in our which I'll wait for the chime. Yeah.
1: I didn't get the chime. You want the chime? No, that's fine. I, he didn't know. No, will No, here's Dex the chime. Here's right, the chime. Let's, let's
0: hit the chime for Judd. Okay. There you go. There's your chime. All right. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Okay. So I think if, if, this, if we weren't doing this in draft form, I think I would probably have chosen Moss as well, which they don't need another wide receiver. But if you're looking for... If you're looking and and people are going to say, what about defensive players? Like why the defense is the thing needs to be fixed. And yes, obviously, like you could make a case for, I said, Pat Williams would be the perfect interior defensive lineman to just take up space, take up the attention of two or three defenders and then, and free up Marcus Davenport and Daniel Hunter to get one-on-one matchups, favorable matchups. Right. So that would be amazing. I can make a strong case for even like a, a Chuck Foreman, bring me, A versatile, pass-catching, three-down running back, a guy that can come in there and and step in for uh, the fading Dalvin Cook. I love the offensive line idea. Um, I even wrote down, like, Antoine Winfield or Xavier. Like, could you imagine Antoine Winfield or a prime Xavier Rhodes as the veteran alpha piece to a young group of cornerbacks in Brian Flores' system? Mm You know, you got this man coverage uh, defensive scheme. Xavier Rhodes 2017 version there's a lot lot there but and you can make all those cases John Randall Carl Eller I am going to replace Kirk Cousins with Fran Tarkenton
2: wow Ooh. peak
0: Fran Tarkenton a guy that can extend plays a guy who's played deep in the playoffs he's played I know that they lost a bunch of Super Bowls I think he lost 3 Super Bowls with the yeah. Vikings but a guy that has a winning pedigree as a quarterback a guy that has played in NFL, NFC Championship games, Super Bowls. A guy that, if there is interior pressure, is one of the greatest at keeping a play alive, improvising, and finding a receiver down the field. Big plays down the field, right? Mm-hmm. So give give me a guy that can overcome some of these deficiencies. Overcome the lack of a left or right guard who can pass protect. Who can overcome... You know, maybe the defense has been giving a lot of points, getting a lot of pressure, whatever. Can you just sort of rise up? And Fran Tarkenton was regarded as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time until I think he was on the Mount Rushmore of the greatest quarterbacks of all time until like the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, you know, the modern passing era started. Yep. So if you could take those, it's hard to translate the numbers like, oh, you know, completes 55% of his passes or whatever, like that era he was putting up. What looked like modern numbers at times in that era, which is kind of crazy. So I'm taking Fran Tarkenton as my quarterback.
1: His style actually fits more now, too. Yeah, like, like at the time, it's like, why is that this dude scrambling? What the hell is <laughs> like Russell guy scrambling? Wilson? Like he yeah. shouldn't be playing. Um, and and so yes, if you put if you took uh Pete Tarkenton and plopped him into 2023, I actually think he fits the dynamic of the game more so. So, yeah. yeah, that's I, I would love to see if the Crusaders come at you for that one because Tarkington is and there's no debate, the greatest Viking quarterback.
0: Well, what's going to happen here is people are going to make the mistake of comparing wait a second. Fran Tarkington barely threw for 3000 yards in a season. You know, Fran Tarkington threw 266 career interceptions and you know, his completion percentage for his career was 57% and then they're going to they're going to compare Kirk's numbers in today's NFL to fran's numbers playing in the 1960s and 70s but if you were to take that version of fran in this era of the nfl yep you would see a guy that throws for 4,000 4,500 you know he would he'd be throwing for 30 oh, touchdowns God, yeah. every year he would be he'd probably be scrambling and running for you know 500 yards as well so um you can't really do the numbers comparison but I would take Fran Tarkenton's skill set as translated today because it's kind of what we've been more, you know wondering. Boy, imagine if the Vikings could get an elite passer who can also keep plays alive with his legs and a guy that wins in big games and doesn't get overwhelmed in in big moments. So, uh and yeah, it's nice to have the purple people eater defense as well, but the Vikings offenses were also incredible throughout those uh those years. So, Hater. Fran Tarkenton. Hater. You know, call me what you want. It's okay.
1: Cousins hater. Just, just so sad to see. What? Um, let's
0: get to the Dante discussion here because it's it blew up Vikings Twitter. I feel oh, like God. over the weekend. Fantastic. I believe Dante Culpepper was trending at one point on
1: Twitter. He was. He, he definitely was. <laughs> oh, he logs that. in. He's like, "What the hell? Why am I trending? I'm old. I'm now trending. And... Get your roll on. Let's yeah.
0: go." <laughs> But before we have this Dante Culpepper discussion, let's shout out our friends at Manscaped. All right. You wanna keep it clean both above and below the uh,
2: the equator, gentlemen and ladies. It took me thirty years to, to manicure a beard, maybe grow like a beard. It. And then Good. obviously my friends at Manscaped have helped me manicure. That beard. Okay. So. started
0: growing this facial hair back in college, actually, and this is where it stands right now.
2: Yeah, beard looks good now. Yeah, it's uh, it's trimmed up a little bit. Uh, you know, I saw my future father in law saying, Are we growing out a beard for the wedding? Uh, I was like, I don't know yet. We'll see. My friends at Manscaped, Phil, will help me look good on that wedding day at both areas that Phil just said. So you can go to manscaped.com, <laughs> use promo code PURPLE. Yep, that was really smooth by me. Use promo <laughs> code PURPLE, Pun and intended. you will get 20% off and free Absolutely. shipping. Any product on Manscaped.com. You go to the checkout, there's a little promo tab. Use promo code PURPLE. You'll get 20% off plus free shipping at Manscaped.com. Go to Manscaped.com. Maybe a good Father's Day gift. you got Father's Day coming up here in about a month. You can go to Manscaped.com. 20% off with promo code PURPLE.
0: You know what, if, you, uh, if you've if you let yourself go a little bit and you can't even see below the equator, maybe
1: you should talk to our friends at Livia to lose a couple pounds. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to help you do exactly that more than a couple. I mean, this is just example A with Sports Dad here. That's right. Guy on the left, guy on the right. It's the same guy. So what's the change? The change is this. I got help from, as Phil just said, my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, and they're going to help you as well take off the weight. And most importantly, they're going to help you with their doctor-recommended program, Keep That Weight Off. You want to lose 15 pounds by the 4th of July. That's right, 15 pounds in just a little more than a month. Livia is going to help you do that. And you join today, you're going to get three months free. Get summer ready by calling 855-GO-LIVIA, live com.
0: Okay, do you guys do you guys think Dante Culpepper
1: was a better Vikings quarterback than Kirk Cousins has been? Peak Dante Culpepper was definitely a better quarterback. Peak okay. Dante Culpepper. Now, now there's a, there's tentacles off this though. There's tentacles because uh, Peak Dante was not around. I mean, Kirk does have. I think people confuse stability and and. They confuse the fact that a guy like Kirk is, and he has done a marvelous job of staying on the field for a very long time. Okay. I think people look at that and they're like, well, look at Dante's career. It wasn't that long. And yes, his knee blew up in 2005. But if, but if you're going to take one of these two to try and win, and both did not, but if you're going to take one of these two to try to win a Super Bowl, the 2004 Culpepper who wasn't who with, I mean, Peyton Manning was MVP, but if you go back and look, Dante put up a great fight, and Dante Culpepper was fantastic. So if the debate is, which one do you want as your quarterback at, at the zenith of their excellence, Dante Culpepper? And I don't think it's that close.
2: Yeah. Uh, Dante, and this is where I think some of the Crusaders get a little lost, and I actually don't blame them too much. Um I grew up with Dante Culpepper as the first quarterback that I gravitated towards. The 2000 season, which, by the way, was a great season for Dante. I know it ends with 41 Donut and very sour taste, but that's his first full year as a starter. Helps the Vikings win 11 games, throws 33 touchdowns. uh, Love the NFL. Yeah, uh, uh, was a a great rushing guy, too. He was able to rush and do things at at the quarterback position. We were starting to see with guys like McNair and then Donovan McNabb and Dante and obviously then Michael Vick. So he kind of helped usher in to a degree this new era of quarterback play. And yeah, Judd's point in 04, if if Peyton doesn't set a, at the time, touchdown record, Dante Culpepper probably wins the MVP award. So his peak, peakness, is 100% better than Kirk's peakness. I don't think think that is a debate. But Kirk is safer. You know what you're going to get in Kirk Cousins, right? There's not a lot of volatility there. But Dante's peak seasons... Are way better than Kirk's best season.
0: I think you kind of nailed it there in that if you're if you're just looking for the most stable option over a five or six year period and the highest floor. So if I'm looking to avoid a quarterback train wreck, Kirk Cousins is your guy. But if I'm looking to tap into the the peak potential, the the best version of one of the two, it's Dante. That 2000 season, he throws for just under 4,000 yards, like Declan said. He led the NFL. This is his first year in the league, both second year in the league, but first year as a as a player. He sat for the whole first year. And he winds up leading the NFL. He was, he came up with Dante, he was leading the NFL in categories at times, right? Most passing yards here, most touchdowns there, most rushing yards by a quarterback over there. There was one year where he had 10 rushing touchdowns in 2002. You just barrels into the line of scrimmage with his 255, 260-pound frame. So his peak versus Kirk's peak, Dante Culpepper is in the MVP discussion. And when you get that peak version, like in 2000 was one of the – like there's two years specifically where you got peak Dante Culpepper, 2000 and 2004. Well, that 2000 season, the Vikings had one of the worst defenses in the NFL. It was uh, 24th out of 31 NFL teams. And Dante, plus his weapons, right? Randy Moss was on that team. Good enough to get to the NFC Championship game. And that brings me to the next argument that people are going to make, which is true. Well, wait a second. Dante Culpepper had Randy freaking Moss for his Uh, basically his entire career. But? Kirk Cousins has had Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, and Adam Thielen all in their prime, and two of them all the time. Yeah. He's had two of them at any given time throughout his entire career. And so maybe Randy Moss is the better of all those options. But when you have Diggs and Thielen in their prime and you have Jefferson and, well, a fading Thielen, I guess, last year. But you have, you know, a couple of years before that, Jefferson and Thielen. I just don't know that you can use the weapons argument as much if you're, if you're on the Kirk side of this thing. So, again, if you're looking for the highest floor, avoiding a quarterback train wreck, Dante yeah. had a year where he led the league in interceptions. Yeah. You know that before he tore his knee in 05, he was kind of a train wreck without Randy Moss. So I get it. There's a there's a volatility there, but give me peak Dante over peak Kurt.
1: Stability though is not greatness. It, it's great to have. It's awesome, but it's not greatness. So and
0: Mike Mussina or Johan Santana. Well, yeah. if I'm going to get 20 years of a really good pitcher, I guess I'll take Mike Mussina. If I'm looking for a peak season or four, give me Johan Santana.
1: 2004 as well. Don't forget. Moss played in 13 of the 16 games and was hobbled. And and at that time, Burleson was turned into a very good player by Dante and an offense that was very well orchestrated too. But I'm just saying, I don't think that there is a debate. Like if you want to talk about, well, who can stay on the field, Kirk Cousins wins by a mile. But if you want to talk about peak greatness, if that's the term, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's a competition.
2: Eric Eager had one other note on this too to add to Phil's layer of, all right, Kirk, who had better weapons, Kirk or Dante, but then also defense, right? We always love to talk about the de- defense that both these quarterbacks had. So uh, Eric tweeted out, only the Chiefs had a worse EPA allowed per play than the Vikings during the Dante era. So yeah. basically from 2000 to 2005, only the Chiefs had a worse defense in terms of EPA. Yeah. During the Cousins era, the Vikings are 10th in EPA allowed. Now, that is highlighted by two specific years for sure in, in 18 and 19 when the Vikings still had top 10 defenses and it, you know, fell off the cliff the last three seasons. But his defense, Dante's defense, was actually worse and he still overcame it and took them to the NFC title game, multiple playoff wins. I, I don't think it's close, in my opinion, when you talk about the peakness.
0: Yeah, and that's the other thing too. It's like people kind of throw away the eighteen, nineteen seasons as we just well, we just kind of forget about those. Well, those are the seasons that you you were ready to win a Super Bowl or 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 more ready to win a Super Bowl because of the state that the the, the defense was in. And you go back to Dante as a young quarterback in two thousand. All right, dude, you're going to be thrown into the fire. You are now the You've never started or played a snap in the NFL before. You are now the starting quarterback for a team that aspires to win a championship in 2000. Oh, by the way, and the defense is going to fall off a cliff and be 24th. Go make it work.
1: And he did. And also in the conversation on Dante, Denny Green deserves a ton of credit because he made the trade to get, I think it was the 11th pick in that draft. And he took Dante and there were some good players available. And there were a lot of fans who were like, what are you doing? And that was a, that turned out to be a fantastic, gutsy pick. Um, So, like, that's the type of pick now that you want the Vikings to make. Identify a quarterback, develop him. He doesn't play at all that first year, but that's actually genius. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing about 18 is 2018 has, I think, under the radar for most, sort of been forgotten as one of, it is one of the most disappointing seasons in Vikings history.
0: Yeah, they missed the playoffs.
1: Like we never talk about it, but it's what you were coming off an appearance. Well, oh, but John DeFilippo in the John D. Filippo championship game. Well, I'm not even assessing blame on Kirk. I'm saying John D. Filippo. the entire thing. <laughs> in, the entire thing in '19. You missed the playoffs with what had been a team that won what 13 games and made it to the conference championship game, and you added a quarterback. Like you put. You you put in a, a, a filet mignon, in your opinion, steak into a meal that was already good, and you're thinking, I mean, that was literally Super Bowl or bust.
0: Mm-hmm. And you had, again, you had Diggs and Thielen were both top 10 wide receivers in the Absolutely. NFL at that point. So now Kirk can make up for it, the, and this is another year where I get the roster is not perfect and the defense is young. I don't know that you're going to find a perfect roster in the NFL with today's rules and just player movement, but... Dude, the offensive line's coming back, and it was – you get – and when I say that, I know people are like, well, was it wasn't – you get 40% of your offensive line are annual pro bowlers at this point, your two tackles, yep. and Derisaw and, um, and Brian O'Neill, and Garrett Bradbury took a step forward. So just continuity, from a continuity standpoint, guys coming back, your weapons should be better, so, you know, I don't – I agree the 2018 season, we don't talk about it enough. as just like an epic failure in Vikings history. But why can't the Vikings go win a playoff game or two this year? Look at the quarterbacks in the NFC. Universally, Kirk Cousins is ranked as one of the two or three best quarterbacks in the entire conference. Yep. Look at the division. Aaron Rodgers is gone. The Lions are still the Lions until they prove otherwise. I'm sorry. Like, they should be competitive and good. But are the Lions a 14-win team with Dan Campbell as their head coach? So just... You know, it's kind of sitting there in front of you. If you if, if you disagree on the Dante discussion, you know, I would say, Kirk, drive this car to the NFC Championship game, and people will talk about him in a different light than they did before.
1: Well, you expect him to do it alone? I mean, do I, I mean, plenty you just, of help. There's it's plenty not all, Kirk.
0: of help. Plenty of help. You want to play that game, too, with, like, some of the Vikings teams. Okay, Dante Culpepper in 2000. Dude, that defense was a sieve. I remember oh, that defense. Ah, yeah. and And what happened... What happened the year before when they met the Rams in the playoffs, right? They couldn't Gosh. stop the Rams in a track meet for three hours. Like, that defense was a disaster. Yep. 4 and they, in 4 they won a playoff game in Green Bay, and then they lost in the second round. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're right, dude. Randy Moss, he was hobbled. He had injury issues. He missed games. So the, actually, the top two receivers on that team were Nate Burleson and Jermaine Wiggins. Jermaine Wiggins led that team in catches. He had 71 catches. I love Jermaine. And your running backs were Ontario Smith, Moeldy Moore, and Michael Bennett. Yep. So it wasn't like you were handing off to Robert Smith or Prime Dalvin Cook or Adrian Peterson. Dante Culpepper was the straw in 2004. So hell yeah. Anyhow, just wanted to.
2: I was looking at uh I, I, during that debate. I was looking on eBay for Dante jerseys, and now I'm I'm very. I'm very uh um, what would you find? I found some great used ones. Like uh, some of them that are really like nice. Uh I I totally forgot that Puma was once the NFL jersey sponsor like early 2000s. Puma mm. was before they went to Reebok, I believe, which was then the sponsor for a long time. Um there's some neat ones. There's the white ones obviously. I saw even that remember the black and yellow ones uh or black and purple ones. The it was a black jersey but purple letters. I remember a lot of kids in my my age had those Dante and Moss jerseys. There's some yeah. good ones out there. I rock it.
0: Dude, I saw Dante one time. Old Macadack went to Mexico 4 years in college for spring break. Oh my god. Wow. By the end of that I was like wow, probably never heard. going to Mexico ever again. It's all all inclusive out. just Mhm. I saw Dante Culpepper at one of the Puerto Vallada clubs one time. It was like him, Jack Brewer was there. I think wow. Michael Bennett was there, and they were just like just drinking my ties with a bunch of spring
2: breakers. That's <laughs> just hanging out. Great.
0: <laughs> just getting your role on, baby, in the off season. What part um, of the role?
1: Do do we know? I don't remember I don't know, the story. I don't know. It was one of the
2: weird I always thought it was really weird. Let's get Dante on. We'll, uh, we'll have to ask him about that. Um, last oh, time I – he,
1: he was here for something out at, like, Maynard's, and I think Mark Craig of the Star Tribune went out there. Oh, it, it was Moss's fishing thing about a year ago now or so, and it and uh, Culpepper was there, and I guess he is enormous now and yeah. declined comment completely. Oh, he didn't want to speak to media or anything? He, huh? he didn't want to talk. They he honored him on really.
2: the field at a Vikings game, Judd, that we were at, like, in 18 or 19. They had, like, some type of anniversary for a team or something. I didn't actually Moss's induction, and I remember seeing him too. and I was like, "Whoa, that guy has gotten a little, little bigger."
0: I th- he, at some point he's got to pop up on a
1: podcast, right? It would be fun if it was ours. Oh. Oh, I think it would be great. Oh, I'd love yeah. to do old, old Vikings. So, is is he a potential candidate at any point in time as a Ring of Honor guy? Oh, ah, uh, no, I don't think so. I agree with that. That's a great I'm episode curious. to do sometime in I'm just curious summer, what though. you guys thought of that one because you were definitely more influenced by him because you were young during his career. I think I mean he had a small
0: handful of really good seasons.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But they didn't get to a Super Bowl. It wasn't like those purple people leader guys were okay, they went to a bunch of Super right. Bowls. You know, he didn't have like a ten year career, so I would say when we and you floated that idea in our prep email. I think we should definitely do an episode on all right, there's who's a lot there's a lot of guys. mix. There's yeah. a lot of candidates right now. Uh, I do have a random Viking of the week for you guys presented in part by our friends at three Jack three Jack is a great place. If you like golf food and good drinks.
2: Absolutely. Great spot on the patio. Great golf simulators as well. Of course you can uh, put on games on those Sims and obviously, you know, you can get out there and get some swings in, but how about this boys? I got a little, uh, little update from our friends at three Jack. They're doing a little Memorial day takeout. So it's Memorial weekend. Maybe you go up to the cabin like me. You're going to be out with friends and whatnot. How about a bootlegger kit? I love me a good bootlegger Ooh. kit. Okay, love God, those me this. Oh, you those could uh, are... you could do the bootlegger kit. You can do the house potato chips and onion dip. They even have canned koozies. There's nothing worse than you know you're, you can't can't grab your can because it's all it's all moisturized and you can't can't grab it right. Yeah, talk dirty to me a little bit here got some cookies in this takeout bag yeah. all weekend long right now at three Jack. You can go online to their website and book this takeout order now to enjoy your nice Memorial weekend. And then of course, yeah. Book a bay too. go to threejack.com to handle all this information. Shout out to three Jack in the North loop. That's threejack.com.
0: And when you support three Jack and our other partners you support us and help us keep this thing going 365 days a year on purple daily, All right, boys, it's time for the random Viking of the week here. A battle of Vikings historical wits. Judd has a 53-32 to all-time lead on the combination of Declan and Olmackadak. So I'm giving out the clues today. It's Declan versus Judd. You get up to three incorrect guesses each. You can ask me questions if you want. I can refuse to answer. Real quick, we have had a lot of requests for getting listeners on for random Viking of the week. That would be fun at some point. But we have like we have so many irons in the fire for like we bring listeners on Wednesdays, we do Vent Line, we do Feedback Friday, so we'll have to figure out if there's a way to make that happen without just like making well, once it really a month hard
1: schedule wise for us. One, once a month could, could we pit two of them against each other? Oh, and Dex and I, you put know, put them in the like, lion's den. Like <laughs> like one of us gives clues, but but we're but like we, you can so then you so can like use a, like a lifeline.
0: You could use a lifeline yeah. and ask Judge. So
1: like there's. Or yes, Declan.
0: exactly. Or Declan, but Judd dominates us. So
1: <laughs> well, that's not true. Declan's got like a four-four. Uh, I think um, four-game win streak. I was Trying to think of a better word than game. But
0: Let's can't. see here. Yeah, Declan, uh, you've got a three-game win streak over Judd by guessing Greg Lewis, Percy Harvin, okay. and Roman Reigns correctly. Judd has like a five-game win streak over me. Correctly guessing: Fred Smoot, Mike Tice, Javon Walker, J.T. O'Sullivan, and Laquan Treadwell.
1: I should have got Greg Lewis. That's, that 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 does piss me off. Reigns does not at all. But yeah, Greg Lewis is what a joke I am. All, all right, right, this listen.
0: random Viking of the week. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I feel like I'm getting too predictable with my clues patterns, and so I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw a couple things in different right. orders here. I like this. Woo. This random Viking of the week has 64,000 TikTok followers. this random Viking of the week. Played college football in the ACC. Played high school football in the state of North Carolina. This random Viking of the week ran a 4.71 40-yard dash. But That's like going into the pros. I think that was a combine grade. All right. This random Viking of the week had eight career rushing touchdowns, one career receiving touchdown. Awfully quiet over there.
1: Oh no, it's it yeah, it's very quiet. It's very the TikTok quiet. TikTok thing. Yeah, I love the TikTok thing. That's The a problem
2: one. is, is ninety percent of my TikTok feed, at least on the Declan account, is just wrestling facts. And um <laughs> that's basically it's Marty yeah, Gennetti. Yeah, it, you know did you know Marty Gennetti on Raw in nineteen ninety four wrestled a young Jeff Hardy. Like, you know, I was like, <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> then I sent it to Phil. Um Okay. Hmm. All
0: right, this random Viking of the week was a two sport athlete in college. Basketball and football. Division one, by the way. Power five. Oh, man. Power five. This random Viking of the week does have a Super Bowl ring. As a player.
2: With the Vikings? Bu- no, I'm just kidding.
0: Not with the Vikings.
2: Unfortunately.
0: This random Viking of the week played in 177 career NFL football games. Including eight career playoff games, one of them with the Vikings. Okay,
1: okay, okay. okay. Eight career rushing touchdowns, one receiving. Mm hmm. So.
0: I'll let you talk it out here. Super uh, Okay. This random Viking of the week it was a two-time Pro Bowler.
2: Any of them with the Vikings? No. Oh, my God. I'm going to be so <laughs> upset. <laughs> Running back. Tight end.
0: I love just watching Judd trying to figure this out
2: Receiving touchdown
0: This random Viking of the week Would have been undrafted
2: Brad Johnson
0: Declan with a guess And the winning streak continues Oh my god
2: Wow
0: Wow. Oh my god Nice Wow dude Declan, oh five in God, a row, that... four in a row for oh, Judd Solgad.
1: To... Nice work.
0: Big, bad Brad. Oh, big, nice bad Brad much. 14 on TikTok, it's where he just that... does, like, trick oh, shots. He's great God. on TikTok. I but, yeah, Brad was. Johnson, man.
2: The, rush, Florida State, the rushing Florida State. and uh, – I knew he played college basketball. That He's tipped the, off.
0: The only, the, he was the first player in NFL history to complete a touchdown pass to himself. It was yep. a 1997 game, I believe, against the Carolina Panthers. It was. And he I threw a pass. It. it got batted back off. Or was it he off an, it was off an offensive lineman's helmet no. or something? Yes. Came back to him. He caught it, ran it yes. in for a touchdown.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That's a his, tough beat. It's not nearly as tough as the uh, Greg Lewis beat, though. So I'm not as upset about it.
0: His. It's funny because he played for Dennis Green, Mike Tice, and Brad Childress.
1: Yeah, because he came back uh, – he was, he's the guy that replaced Culpepper in 2005 after Dante's leg injury. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And he played really well. He did. Yep. He actually played really
1: well. They, they almost made it in the playoffs. They got mm-hmm. off to a terrible start, and Brad Johnson almost got him. I think they got eliminated by Washington at the Metrodome, finally, like on a Sunday night game that got flexed. God, amazing.
0: So there you have it. All right, Declan, back. Congratulations, Declan. Nice in job. in the winner's circle. Nice job. Great stuff there. It's your random Viking of the week. Purple Daily, daily Vikings entertainment. We'll see you tomorrow for a little feedback Friday action.